Hello, my name is Nathan Horn from iPhysEd.com, and this is the Daily Phys Ed Podcast, a daily physical education podcast where I share with you reflections on my teaching practice, tips, techniques, strategies, technology tools, and all other things physical education. I'm coming to you live from my car on the road in British Columbia, Canada, just outside Vancouver right now as I drive home after another day at Meadow Ridge School. Today was a very good day of teaching and a great day of coaching this evening as my boys grade 6-7 basketball team came out with another win. So that's two wins in two days with a 34-26 victory over South Ridge this evening. So I'm on a bit of a high after two good wins uh, for my basketball team over the past two days. But teaching-wise, today I saw grade 3s, I saw grade 5s, and I saw kindergartens uh, this afternoon. Now with the grade 3s and 5s, we're continuing to work on our Net Wall Games unit. I've spoken a little bit about it over the last two episodes, episode 75 and 76. So if you're interested in hearing how we started out that Net Wall Games unit, you can go back and listen to the previous two episodes. If you are a long-time listener or you have heard those last two episodes, then you'll want to know where we headed next with our Net Wall Games unit. So today, we started off with uh, the same types of games as we've been doing the last couple of days, modified Net Wall Games, where we're using a line or a mat as uh, a sort of a crash mat as the boundary or the net between the two players. Now, uh, at this point, I hadn't introduced any external boundaries or lines um, or playing areas. It was just one side and the other side. And the reason that I knew that it was time to start introducing some boundaries was because I noticed that a lot of players were starting to deliberately throw the ball or hit the ball um, as far as they could to the other side of uh, the net or the separator. So they worked out pretty quickly that the best way to score a point was just to throw the ball as far away from your opponent as possible. So that for me, uh, maybe in the past when I was a new and beginning teacher would have been something that would have frustrated me and I would have got angry with the the kids and and, uh, questioned why they were doing it and that they were ruining the game. But I now realize that that was just a sign that they had worked out that was the most effective tactic or strategy for winning a point in that game. So then it was time to change the constraints, change the way and design of the game to make it sure that it was fair for both players and that they would need to use a different solution to solve the problem of how they were going to win a point. So to do that, what I did was I introduced some boundaries or some lines within which the ball now needed to bounce. And today I used uh, badminton courts for that purpose. Now I used the three thirds of the badminton court and the players played across the court. So I was able to use one badminton court as three separate courts with a mat in the middle uh, separating the players. So they were playing across the court rather than uh, in the normal direction. So this time to win a point, what students had to do was to hit or throw the ball, depending on uh, which version of the game they were playing, across the mat, have it land inside the playing area of their opponent. Um, And if their opponent was unable to return the ball, then they would win a point. So now it made the game a little bit more difficult. Players weren't able just to throw the ball or hit the ball as far and as hard as they could uh, to the other side. They had to actually place the ball within the confines or the boundaries of the court. So... 
like I said yesterday, our aim really is to build that skill and tactical complexity throughout the game to make it more and more difficult for the players so that they're having to solve different problems and they're building themselves up to a more, uh, I guess, full version of a net and wall game involving all of the rules of a game such as tennis or badminton or volleyball, for example. So uh, in doing that, it was uh, interesting to see some players uh, who were able to really quickly solve the new problem and work out that they needed to uh, move their player around within their space to, to open up the court and, and find a space to, to throw or hit the ball into, uh, whereas other players were still trying as, uh, to just hit the ball as hard as they could and they weren't being successful because now they were hitting the ball out of bounds. My next steps from here will probably be to vary and change the size of these boundaries of the court uh, to make them either long and narrow or short and wide to force the students to try and solve uh, the problem in a different way. So if the court is uh, sh long and narrow, they're going to need to try and uh, move their opponent forward and back uh, to open up the court and uh, help them to score a point in that way. Or if the short court is short and wide, they're going to have to move them from side to side. So varying the ways that the uh, the court or the playing space is set up can uh, force the students into having to solve problems in different ways. So that'll be probably our next step is uh, modifying the space, the size and the shape of the playing area. Uh, so that was it for my grade threes and fives for my grade for my kindergartens this afternoon. I was working with uh, one of the other PHE teachers to uh, work on the uh, students dribbling or bouncing skills so they had a lot of time just uh, free time exploring dribbling different sized balls um, dribbling by themselves dribbling with a partner um, and just generally exploring uh, how they can become effective and uh, competent dribblers of the ball then uh, in the afternoon as I said I had my grade six seven basketball team and we again had another great win this afternoon 34 to 26 and another great team effort um, in other news I'm gonna be heading home and this evening I'm gonna be doing some work on my presentation for my upcoming uh, assessment strategies and tools session as a part of the connected PE online conference which will be starting this weekend and running all of next week there are 21 different sessions three a day that are completely free for you to access and for you to join and to learn um, a heap of different areas um, around physical education and improving your practice so I highly recommend that you check that out connectedpe.com and look for the online conference section of the website and you'll find all the information that you need um, and you'll be able to sign up for the different sessions the sessions are limited to 500 people so make sure that you do get in and register um, as quickly and um, as possible so that you don't miss out on maybe one of the sessions that you're interested in doing I will be presenting the very first session of the conference and it will be taking place at around 1 p.m. Pacific time here in Vancouver which is around 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time if you're on the east coast of the US um, in Australia I think it's around 8 or 9 a.m. for east coast people in Australia so if you're interested in that one, head over to connectedpe.com, uh, check out the online conference and register for my assessment strategies and tools uh, session. I'm really looking forward to that one. Tomorrow, another busy day coming up at Meadow Ridge. I don't have any more basketball games this week. Our next game will not be until next week. So just really focusing on teaching for the next couple of days um, and getting things set up. I'm working on trying to get our timetables organized for our upcoming dance. Um, and we also have a sex educator coming in to work 
with the students as well um, over the next month or so. So trying to get that stuff sorted will be a priority for me over the next couple of days. It's always a difficult job, all the moving parts of a timetable, making sure that uh, I can fit all the classes in and it's not going to affect too much uh, with other classes in the middle school and high school. So for today, I think that's about it for the Daily Phys Ed. I'm looking forward to speaking with you all again tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Phys Ed podcast. Until tomorrow, my name is Nathan Horn from iPhysEd.com and this has been the Daily Phys Ed.